which gives you a small, mysterious smile, and then turns softly on the spot, heading away from you into the forest. Her forest, you realize suddenly. A fog curls up from the forest floor the further she walks and obscures her retreating form. She's gone. A dream? No, that was no dream. You have no physical form to speak of, but you can still feel the resistance of the atmosphere pressing against the empty spaces where your limbs should be, as if the sky is trying to gently hold the ether of your wandering spirit together. You are here, wherever here is, and she was right there, pinning you neatly in place with her strange, guileless eyes. If this were a dream, she would have passed through you like smoke, without saying a word, because in dreams you are always both observer and actor, consciousness pulled apart in two. That is why, when you wake, you feel like there are pieces that need to be put together, why the story slips through the cracks the more you try to think on it logically. This forest is as real as anything. It is peaceful here, but by no means quiet. The snowfall was short-lived, and a breeze makes its way through bush and pine needle, a gentle rattle to the good bones of this place. This could be the afterlife for all you know, or the before-life if there is such a thing. It seems the more likely of the two. Who were you before you set foot here? You have a vague sense of what humanity is, of what a human life might consist of, but can't recall a damn thing about your own. The distance to the past can be counted in footsteps, on your own set of imaginary fingers, the pads of your thumbs feeling out two baker's dozens in the space of a few breaths. If this is the before life, then what was that? Was humanity a pilot project, a little space for your soul to do warm-up exercises in before its triathlon? Why can't you remember? You must have been a person who crawled and then stood on two feet. But then you may also have favored wheels, or a cane every now and then. Who's to say whether your chatter came out of the air from your lungs, or through your busy hands, your open, expressive face? Did you trade colors for a sense of smell, an incredible ear? Did you have it all and wonder at what else there was? You may well have known other people, have referred to them by titles, by familiar names, have known the geography of their faces by heart, every mountain, ridge, and watery smile. You must have had a brain to work with, one that was never quite all that you needed, but that you learned to make do with because there were no spares to go around. Your brain may have been in constant disarray, or it might have been so neat it never made one goddamn mistake— and God, you would have hated every second of that miniature model of a life. You may have drank yourself into a stupor sometimes all the time, swallowed a happiness placebo instead of taking medicine. Then again, you may have said, screw it all, and let the grief have all of you whenever it wanted. And who would have been the winner in that situation, huh? Not you. Not anyone. You could have held out your hand. You really could have. To take and be taken. People do that all the time, clumsily, greedily, and also with great, unimaginable compassion. You could have played all three cards in a single stretch and not been the least bit out of the ordinary. How much do you want to bet that you placed bets? That you experienced a great love and that your soul slipped away only when it was content and ready? 
You already know that heartbreak settled into every crack in that life, and then set like mortar. A home won't hold shape without putting blood, sweat, and tears into its construction, but the pain and effort exist to champion a good cause. Your home may have been set upon by trauma, too, a sledgehammer intent on reducing it to dust. If you were lucky enough to survive the initial blow, then a magnetic field would have grown around it, drawing and compounding more damage over time in a sprawling catch-all web that stemmed from a single original sin. You may somehow have reversed the polarity of the field, have made most, if not all, of the suspended daggers drop like stones in and around your yard. With or without help, it could take a lifetime to pick through them, find a sheath for each one. For all you know, you could have been the only person in the history of humanity who ever made peace with every member of that invisible, invading army. You wonder now if you were happy. Most everyone does. But were you to sit and write out a definition for the word, one that would satisfy all of existence, would you be able to? There is a relativity to it, like seeing a shadow out of the corner of your eye that disappears as soon as you turn your full attention to it. The short, unsatisfying answer is that you were and you weren't. T'avais appris une autre langue, un code mystérieux qui se dévoilait tout nu sous ta langue cherchant. T'avais appris à te camoufler, à te jeter au vent et à l'enfer de tes désirs les plus incertains. And what of desires? Oh, you must have had some, one or two. Did you chase them? Did you catch them? like you would a ghost moaning in the dead of night? Or did they slip through your fingers, luxurious and wanting like the petals of a flower that tasted just shy of home? Fire, water, whatever it was your spirit dripped with might well have run down your cheeks, the plains of your velvet-soft skin, to bore a hole through time and space. It would have cracked invisible in the still air like lightning with every other beat of your heart spreading through each layer of the universe in search of its source, its signal fire. My God, your eyes probably lit up each and every room you entered, burning with intent. And when that life was over, why come here? Why to this place? The trees in the forest stir but keep any insight to themselves. Which invited you to our cottage? What will you do?